When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome to the uh, Gov and Civics uh, Unit 1 um, test review. So if you want a copy of the test review, uh, there were some paper copies in class, and then also uh, it's on E-Class. Uh, it's on the activity feed. If you need it, go ahead and grab it if you want to keep up with uh, the review as we go. All right. So uh, let's jump right into it. Uh, this is AKS 23 and 24. It is foundations of the United States government. So it's where uh, the United States got a lot of their ideas from. Okay. So we don't get too much into the actual U.S. government at this point. We'll do that in unit two and three. For this one, it's just, hey, what are some ideas we use? What are some models we use and things like that? Okay. Uh, so first up on your review is the unitary states. All right. And the key thing to remember here is that uh, the country is going to be model, uh, governed by one entity. So there's going to be a government out there, okay? But then there's probably also going to be other entities, such as legislatures, congresses, whatever you want to call them, uh, as well, okay, that uh, are going to assist in the governing. So it's not just a... Uh, it kind of sounds like it should be a one thing, uh, unitary, uh, but there's going to be a, a single entity and then there's going to be some some multiple levels within that one entity. All right. So whatever that thing might be, uh, the UK and France are some examples of that. Uh, the philosophers. OK, so a lot of philosophers there. Um, I think the test is limited to just a few of them. So while I'm going to mention all of them, I'm going to say, hey, this one is specifically on the test. Uh, first off, overall, you do need to know that all of these people, uh, Hobbes, Locke, Voltaire, Rousseau, Montesquieu, all of their philosophies, their writings were kind of used to, I don't want to say completely create the U.S. government, but uh, it was the foundation for a lot of the ideas that the founding fathers uh, used for this this document, the Constitution, and for the structure of our government. So just keep that in mind, okay? Uh, and it's not just the Constitution, but the Declaration of Independence as well. Uh, the, all that stuff, all these people played a role uh, in the in the government, okay? So that's that's the big kind of big overarching thing. Uh, specifically, let me do the two that are on the test for sure. I know uh, John Locke. All right, you need to remember that he's the natural rights guy. Uh, there's a couple of people that are natural rights, but Locke is the one that gets you know, most of the credit for it. Uh, and his belief is that not only do you have those natural rights, but also the government is responsible for protecting your natural rights. OK, and uh, Jefferson wrote them as life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. He stole those from Locke, who had written that the natural rights were life, life, liberty and property. OK, the other guy that I know is on the test is Montesquieu. And you need to remember that Montesquieu was the separation of powers guy. So he his ideas are going to lead to our three branches of government. Remember, he is writing from a time when the kings were the, the government. That was the way to go back then was you know, one person makes all the rules, uh, interprets those laws, 
uh, and rules and that enforces them and all that sort of stuff. And Montesquieu is like, one person shouldn't have that kind of power, that kind of influence. And so you should break it up. And so the founding fathers took that and they separated our branches. So we have three branches of government uh, here in America. You have the legislative branch, which writes the laws. You've got the executive, which enforces. And then you've got the judicial, which is going to interpret. All righty. Uh, Hobbes and Rousseau, once again, uh, are not, I don't remember seeing them uh, on the test other than, you know, kind of in a group of things. Uh, but as long as you understand, hey, they helped influence the American government, then you're okay. I don't think you need to know anything specific about them. And then Voltaire, I don't even think shows up on the test. Uh, but he was a freedom of speech and freedom of religion guy. Okay, so that is the philosophers uh, for the test. Be sure you know Locke, who was natural rights, and then Montesquieu, which was the separation of powers. Uh, the English documents and their impact on America. All right, so you've got three there. You've got Magna Carta, Petition of Rights, English Bill of Rights. The main thing to know is that all three of these are going to lead to the creation of the, the U.S. Constitution. None of them were an exact blueprint but there are bits and pieces uh, of ideas from each of these documents in the Constitution. Okay. And so, you know, limiting the power of the king, you know, we limit the power of our government um, and people have rights, English Bill of Rights. We have a Bill of Rights. You know, so stuff like that. Uh, I don't think there's any super specific stuff that's on the test uh, about the three. Just no overarching, hey, they're going to help lead to the creation of the United States government. All right. The oligarchy. Uh, the oligarchy is just a definition. Uh, on the test, they give you some examples uh, and then say, you know, what's the best de this description of that? And it's uh, like you probably found for your vocab list, if you uh, did that, was where just a small group of people control things. All right? It could be uh, as small as a small you know, council, like three people. Uh, it could be you know, a directory of 10, 11, 20 people. Uh, just a small group, though, are going to kind of run things. All right, republic slash representative democracy. So remember, this is what we're in, is a republic slash representative democracy. Um, we don't directly take part in politics. We have elected officials that we have picked and chosen through our elections that will make the rules, the laws, the policies that will follow. Everything's supposed to flow through us, but it's our elected officials that at the end of the day are making the laws and the policies that we uh, have to follow. Okay? All right. Uh, parliamentary democracy versus presidential democracy. These are very similar in that you're going to have a, a group, a legislative group. Uh, in England, you're going to have parliament and a prime minister. Uh, in America, you've got Congress and the president, okay? Uh, the big difference here is how they pick the single individual, whether it's the president or the uh, prime minister, okay? Um, in the parliamentary system, the prime minister, the single leader, will be chosen by the parliament. So if you lived in one of these, you would pick your parliament members, and then they, in turn, would pick the president. So you have kind of a roundabout say-so, but you don't get to directly pick your prime minister, president, whatever they're called in, that, in, the, in whatever country it's in. Versus the presidential system where the population gets to choose 
who's the executive. So for us, we get to choose the president, not Congress. Congress has nothing to do with it, unless there's a tie, which doesn't happen very often anymore. Okay. Uh, authoritarian government versus democratic government. The big thing to remember here for this is the fact that in an authoritarian government, the power is in one person's hands. Okay. Uh, whoever that authoritarian person is, they make the decisions and they don't put much stock into what me or you, the citizens, need or want. It's what's best for them, what, what they think is best for us. Versus a democratic government where the power of the government is super limited and they're only supposed to do what the citizens want, what the citizens need, and all the power is supposed to flow through the citizens. So authoritarian government, one individual has the power. Democratic government, government's limited, and the people kind of run things. Direct democracy. Okay. Um, so we're too big nowadays to have a direct democracy. There's no possible way for all, let's say, there's 250 million voting age Americans. Okay. There is no possible way for 250 million people to come together and make any kind of decisions, make any kind of rules, have any kind of discussion. There's just, it's impossible. I like to make the silly example of, Hey, we could all get in one Google doc and then, you know, it would be just a mess with just crazy stuff. Okay. So there's no possible way for us to do it. Back in the day though, all right, direct democracy was a possibility, especially prior to America becoming uh, the free America that we have today. When the British were in charge, they left the colonies to do a lot of their own governing, okay? And the colonies let a lot of the cities and counties and, and areas do their own governing. So when it's a small group of people from a little city, a small town, a small village, they can do a direct democracy where all the people that in the city have a say-so and can voice their opinion and that sort of stuff. Once again, there's literally no way for us to do it today. But back in the day, um, you know, back in the New England colonies, if you remember back to your U.S. history days, I know it's a long time ago now, and it was digital and just crazy times, but they had town meetings back in New England. All the people would come together and talk and discuss an issue and then make decisions about it. They could do that because they were small. We can't do that nowadays. All right. So that's a direct democracy. All right, the Confederation. Uh, so a good example of a confederation is the European Union. Uh, on the test, it's going to give you some information about the European Union. And you really just got to remember that, hey, it's a confederation. So what is a confederation? Well, it is a large geographic area that's broken into individual states who have a kind of a common goal, but they all govern themselves. Okay, so think back to America right after the revolution. Um, they fought for their independence and they were very scared of having a single government run everything, right? Because the British had done that and they didn't, and America didn't like that. So they were together. There was 13 states, but they all did their own thing. Okay, that's what a confederation is. Uh, and that's why the, the first government of America was the Articles of Confederation, because they were together. They did have a government, but all the states did their own thing. Same thing in Europe. Uh, all of the states there, all the countries, they kind of have their own thing going on. But 
they look to each other for help and assistance. Uh, they don't really govern each other, uh, but you know they do have a common currency and things like that. All right, so confederation. All right, the Declaration of Independence. So there's a couple of questions about the Declaration of Independence that's on the test. So I'm going to give you a couple of different points. Uh, first off, the English philosophers did influence this thing. Okay, so the Declaration of Independence was influenced by the uh, the English philosophers that we talked about. I shouldn't say English. I, I need to change that from English to European because there were a couple of French people. But uh, anyway, so that's not important right now. Uh, they the Declaration was influenced by them. Okay, uh, specifically is the natural rights. Uh, John Locke wrote about the you know the rights that we all have. Uh, and we talked about those earlier, the right to, you know, Locke said life, liberty, property. Jefferson is going to change it to, to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. But that's one of the things that's specifically mentioned in the Declaration of Independence. All right. And finally, um, a lot of those things are from the social contract. Okay. The social contract, which was a Rousseau thing. But then worked on also by Locke, so a lot of a lot of different people worked on this thing. Um, but the bottom line, what you need to know, uh, there's a passage from the social contract that Rousseau had worked on, and uh, it's just talking about the equality among men, right? And the social contract, the idea behind it, is that you know, we as as individuals could govern ourselves, but we in, in, in turn give up those rights and allow the government to to govern us in exchange for i don't want to say protection but they they agree to, to make rules and laws that will protect us and things like that so for the social contract if you can just remember it's an agreement between people and the government you should be in pretty good shape there okay uh going to the back of your review uh limited government that's a the idea behind behind a limited government is where the government is small and it is going to be basically just doing stuff. And I know that's a very broad and general term stuff, but what they do is just stuff for the people. Okay. Uh, they're a limited government. It's not going to be uh, out making a whole bunch of rules and laws that are going to be tough for people to follow and things like that. Um, they're only going to, I don't want to say cater to the people, but um, they're, they're really only going to, only going to make a law when they need to. <clears throat> All right, elections in a uh, democratic society. So uh, pretty simple. Basically, in a democracy, in theory, when you lose an election, you kind of go away. All right, and if you're the incumbent or the person in office, then you're going to turn over power to the next person peacefully. All right. Uh, I'm looking at the test as I'm making this thing, and I just saw something about Hobbes. So there is, I, I didn't think there was anything about Hobbes, but there's a quote. Uh, he said that life would be nasty, brutish, and short right, without a state of government. And you'll need to be able to interpret that quote and just understand that he's looking for you know, the government to provide safety uh, and security for its people. Uh, and then on the test, the, the answer will have something to do with that. So the government providing safety and security for people. Okay, sorry, I'm looking at the test as I'm doing this and just saw that and I had missed it earlier, so I apologize for that. 
But anyways, uh, the elections in democratic society, it's where the, the basically the change of power is uh, safe, peaceful, nonviolent. Okay. Uh, Fidel Castro and an autocratic government. I did end up leaving this on, I think. Uh, basically, what you need to know is that when Fidel Castro took over Cuba, uh, he brought with him an autocratic government. And all that is, it's where one person runs things. And that was Fidel Castro. He made the decisions and he ran things as he saw fit. All right. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I'm looking at the test as well, trying to make sure I get everything that you need. Uh, democracy versus a monarch. Um, so, remember that the democracy is going to have everybody in theory you know all people are all, all people's positions are supposed to be taken into account when laws are made versus a monarchy where it's what the king feels so multiple people multiple viewpoints versus one person and one viewpoint uh popular sovereignty so popular sovereignty uh this is where citizens are supposed to be the most important thing okay uh citizens are supposed to make decisions all decisions that the government makes are supposed to be what the citizenry needs and you know what is needed democracy uses popular sovereignty a lot versus a authoritarian state a dictatorship authoritarian something like that who is not going to take any kind of popular sovereignty into account. It's just going to be, hey, my way or the highway. Oligarchy versus monarchy. Hopefully this is pretty simple for you, but oligarchies have a few people that do things, run things, versus a monarchy where it is one person. All right. Uh, I did take out the question about the advantages of a unitary state. I did not like it, so uh, you don't have to worry about that one. It's not going to be on the test. Uh, federal system of government. Remember, that is divided power. So there is multiple governments that are in charge and can make rules and laws and divide the power up uh, for us here in america it is the federal government up in dc along with the state government so for us down in atlanta there's other states and other countries that do this as well uh, on the test the example is going to be from australia okay and then we already did the confederate governments confederation governments earlier all right on this test uh, there's also a few charts and graphs that you got to do. Uh, I do this because you do have on the DA that you're going to take in May, you're going to have some charts and graph questions. So you do have to get used to them. Uh, so do the best you can with them uh, and we'll see where we're at. And if we need to do more charts and graph stuff in class to help you get used to it, then we'll do that and I'll make that adjustment. All right. Okay. So for first period, your test is on Thursday. The 20th, uh, seventh period. If you're listening to this, then your test is on Friday, the 21st. I was going to do yesterday, or yeah, yesterday, uh, the 20th, but I have a meeting that I have to go to. I got sprung on me at the last minute, so I'm going to move our test back one day. If we are digital because of the weather, then uh, we'll just make it on e-class. All right, so no worries. All right. Guys, if you have questions, please hit me up on Remind. 
uh, text, you know, uh, within reason, anytime, um, up to about 10 o'clock. And you can also, uh, you know, question, send questions to the uh, social media accounts, uh, which is CHHS gov underscore civics. Uh, I'll be happy to respond there um, or email or whatever you need. All right. Sorry, I was trying to drink some water there at the same time as I'm talking. All right, guys. Uh, Y'all have a great day. Stay warm, stay dry, and I'll see you in class when we do see you. Later.